By the way, um, my wife my wife called us out the other day because apparently we say "smack you in the face" all the time. Ah, oops. Like it's not it's not a "smack you in the face" flavor or whatever. I think it's quite oh, hilarious. <laughs> that's oh. okay. I, I love the term. I think it gives you a very good example oh, of what totally. it is. And so everybody, I think that's a. <laughs> it's like a relatable phrase because you can just you, everybody knows that feeling of like you take a sip and you're just you're taken aback. <laughs> yeah yeah excellent so anyway yeah, i'm glad i am too yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right yes. please continue welcome to taste bc radio where we're going on a journey to explore restaurants breweries wineries and just about anywhere where you can eat or drink local i'm jeff and i'm dan and we're talking twice a month about local bc food and drink if you want to join in on the conversation follow us on instagram or facebook at taste bc radio or email us at host at tastebcradio.ca all right tasters let's get into it well, Dan, the summer is here, and the beer festivals are popping, oh. and I got to go to one. It was a very mean uh, mean picture that you sent to me of like, <laughs> all of the breweries that you're going to get to go check out at the beer festival. I was very jealous. Well, that wasn't even the half of it. There, So, so I went to the uh, Vancouver Craft Beer and Music Festival at the PE this year, which was the second year that they've done it, and... There was 130 different beer and cider vendors, mostly beer, uh, from all around BC. Oof. And the this is, yeah, like I said, this is the second year they did it. And apparently last year was a disaster and everything was super chaotic, but they fixed everything this year because we had an incredible experience. Mm. Um, you, I think the tickets were about $78 each and there was no tickets inside, no payments inside. Once you were in, you were in. And all you had to do, I mean, if you bought food or you bought like extra of stuff course. from a couple of the food vendors, you would have to pay. But other than that, like all the beers, there's no tokens, coupons or anything that had to transfer to get the beer. You just got in line, got your beer and, and you left. And so um, with 130 vendors, obviously there was plenty to try. Most vendors had two or three options. So it was it was actually impossible to try all of them. Um, I was going to say, did you try 130 around... different beers? <laughs> Well, I, I actually took the list of all of them and I crossed out as many as I already knew and I was familiar with already. And I still had a tremendous amount left to try. Oh, wow. And I tried as many of them as I could. The people I was I, I was with all hadn't tried as many as well. So there was a lot that I was like, you got to try them, you got to try them. But I got a chance to try a bunch of the breweries that you've talked about recently, like Twin Cities, oh, um, Tofino Brewing, uh, and, and some stuff from the island. It was actually kind of cool because I don't know if they did this on purpose, but there was like there was a section of like the North Island and there was a couple of those breweries together. And then there was from like Victoria and a couple of those breweries were batched together. And then there was like some North Van breweries together and they weren't all uh, like divided by where they were located in BC, yeah. but there was sometimes there was a couple of batched together that were actually like side by side. And so mm-hmm. Twin Cities from Port Alberni was right beside Tofino. So it was like, Oh, I haven't tried either of those. So I can get in this line and immediately this line. And, so yeah, it was highly recommended. I'm excited to go back next year. I think that it's going to be a really great experience again. And despite knowing several or tons of the breweries, I was also really excited to see a lot that I hadn't been to in a while or don't get a chance to go out to because they're a little bit further away. Yeah. Um, any couple uh, cideries oh, as well. Yeah. Uh, any highlights that you can remember? Any ones that never- absolutely? Yeah. yeah. There was there was a few like brand new breweries or brand new to me or, or seemed very um, kind of 
low-key uh, breweries. Like, there was a couple that didn't have, like, the big branded tents and huge signs and all, like, the games and everything. And you could tell which breweries are smaller and bigger. Right. Not in particular in terms of, uh, like, a specific brewery, except I will talk about one a little bit later. But what I did notice was a trend. There were about four or five, uh, and again, I didn't go to every place, but of the places I did go to, I saw about four or five different ones having spruce as a tasting note. So a spruce lager, a spruce sour, a spruce, and we've talked about that a couple of times. Uh, yeah. Il Sauvage did a spruce tip sour uh, last year that I, I tried and was quite delicious. Yeah. And four different places that I went to out of the 130, which was probably 50 of them, maybe, mm-hmm. um, I saw not even 50 of them. Uh, I saw were spruce something and it was really remarkable and they were all different they weren't all sours they were all different kinds there was lager and there was um there was a spruce kettle sour there was a spruce lager I think oh, there wow. was a spruce um wit yeah. or wheat maybe one of those ones uh yeah so it was really interesting and uh, definitely a trend trending up there was um a couple of breweries doing cold IPAs yeah. as well yeah there was uh, a couple of different versions of what they called cold IPAs. There was a lot of sours there. There was a lot of lagers, lighter beers, um, and tons and tons of hazies, which I was really happy with as well. I but bet. it was really yeah. interesting because I, I actually haven't been drinking a ton of beer lately. And so the first couple, I was like, oh, is this what beer tastes like? I've, I've forgotten because I haven't drinking beer in so long. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was, I kind of took an adjustment because I've been drinking so many like vodka sodas or whatever, just because they're lighter. Uh, and then um, having to kind of get used to that again. Yeah, but yeah. it was, no, it was really, really super fun experience. It was hot. There was lots of shade though. It was nice. There was bands. The Strombellas played. Oh, nice. There was a couple other smaller bands as well. Uh, yeah, it was a super great experience and I highly recommend it. Awesome. What was the biggest, what would, what would you say your favorite was? Or unless you were talking about it later. Um, that's a good question, Dan. The one that really stood out to me, uh, other than what I'm going to be talking about, is uh, from a company called Devil's Bath Brewing Co. Yeah. And they're about three and a half hours north of uh, Nanaimo. Ooh. On the coast. Yeah. Yeah. If you, They said, uh, keep driving north until you get to the brewery. <laughs> and then <you're> <laughs> Uh, and they had a flying, they had a a drink called flying saucer, which was a gosa with prickly pear and sea salt. Oh, I vaguely remember seeing, uh, maybe a picture of that. Yeah. And a prickly pear has just been kind of, I've been vibing with prickly pear lately. I think it's just such a, like a fun flavor. Um, I don't really know how different it is from regular pear, but I think it's got a little bit more flavor, at least from my experience. I think the story behind prickly pears in America is really cool. Uh, They have like a ripening season of about four days and then they just like go to, go to crap like immediately after that. So uh, it's like a really narrow window for prickly pears and they're supposed to be just absolutely incredible. Um, But yeah, I think a couple of breweries I've I've seen recently have been playing around prickly pear as a, a flavor profile, and I really enjoyed that one. The uh, again, it was a smaller one, unbranded tent. They just had a little sign up, but they also had like a competition to win a Yeti cooler. Um, they were super friendly. Um, my friend that I was with was like, he has a podcast. And they were like, oh! <laughs> and then I was like, I'm going to go now. <laughs> um but yeah, so yeah, they were great, and uh, I really enjoyed that beer. Awesome, excellent. Well, one more question: What was mm-hmm. the biggest surprise? Like, which one surprised you the most? Either, well, in a positive sense. Let's let's stay positive. <laughs> uh, 
Um, there's a brewery called Taillight Brewing. Okay. Uh, I think they're from the island as well. I I forget though. Uh, and they did a beer cider. Uh, they did a beer with a cider float. Ooh. So it was like a lager on the bottom, and then they had a a cider float on top, and uh, I think it was like a cherry or berry kind of flavor mm. and it was really cool because it had that transition from like this like yellow to this kind of red and then the foam on top cool. and that was really that was really fun and the, f- the flavors melded a lot better than i expected i kind of just got it for the look and i was like oh that's cool uh but yeah the flavors uh blended quite nicely yeah, you said, it was did, really sorry, cool did you call it taillight taillight yeah uh port coquitlam right that's right <laughs> just so you know i knew i think it's the only one in port coquitlam that i've never been to oh there you go which i yeah 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 <laughs> now you need to go there you go i do yeah i do need to go yeah <laughs> and now now i'm doubting myself it might have been cider it might have been mead i can't remember Uh-oh. but it was something that like wasn't beer and it was like kind of like surprising yeah so. uh, and mixing it together is always a bit uh, yeah it's kind of like the mixing of two different beers in one glass you're just kind of like right how's yeah. this gonna go and honestly yeah, exactly. most of the time it goes very well yeah, <laughs> I I meant to write down everything, but then I got so into it, I didn't write down anything. I, I stopped taking pictures after the first like five places, and then I just yeah, you were just enjoyed enjoying. the beers. Yeah, yeah nice. <laughs> enjoyed the bevies. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm so jealous. We were contemplating uh, going to the Victoria Beer Festival this year, and unfortunately, we like because I've se- I swear I've seen like babies at beer festivals, and right, we emailed them, and they're like, no, we can't, and I'm like, ah. All right. Well, maybe yeah. maybe some other time. Maybe in like a year when we can like, or well, a year to do a beer festival because it's once a year usually. So, and then we'll yeah. send the kid with the grandparents and go and enjoy a beer festival. That'd be awesome. That'd be great. Yeah. yeah. Your first night out. <laughs> Your first night out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Woohoo! All right, um, we have one other order of business, and that is we have a patron to shout out. So thank you, Phoenix T, for joining our Patreon community. Um, he joined at the dessert level. Uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar, we have four tiers that you can join at, appetizer, entree, dessert, or the full meal. Um, for the level that... Uh, for for they come with different varying levels of support um from as low as three dollars a month mm-hmm. and you can get exclusive content uh you can get um even uh, a shout out like we've done bonus content if uh we get enough of a community we've committed to making bonus content as, as well that's exclusive for them and um voting power so if if we reach we're going to reach out to our patrons first to say hey do you think where do you think that we should go visit and uh i mean we'd love to hear it from anybody but uh those those groups are going to take priority if um, they want us to go see a place so thank you phoenix for joining our community uh it's great to have you and we hope you enjoy it thank you phoenix that's awesome our very first Woo! our first and hopefully not our last (laughs) (laughs) hopefully not (laughs) All right, Dan, you want to talk about some beer? Yes, I do. And you know what? I've, um, over the last like couple of days, because uh, leading up to recording, you always kind of like think about what you want to talk about and stuff. And I've been really focused right. on island breweries and like, and ones that I've been to. And I've, I was struggling actually to figure out whether I had any more to, to talk about. And yeah. 
You got to get off the island. I know. Yeah, I know. I have to leave our cozy little island. Um, I, it was funny to realize that there is a list in my head of breweries that I've talked about. And then there's a list of breweries that I thought I talked about and right, hadn't yeah. actually talked about. <laughs> or ones that I've talked about in terms of like, what have, I, what have I been drinking this week, but not actually going into the brewery, which I believe is the case for this one. So this right. is one that I'm really excited to talk about. And uh, it's called Il Sauvage. And honestly, it took me, like, I've had to double check a couple of times to make sure I haven't already talked about it in, like, an actual, uh, in actual detail. And I haven't, which is great because I love this brewery so much. Uh, yeah, you've mentioned, you've mentioned a couple of times, uh, we, Sauvage has come up a number of times yes, for us. 100%. Um, they, they, you've mentioned them in what you've been drinking twice. And I mentioned them, I believe in the summer recap we did last year. Yes, I think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You saw they were at the sour beer festival that was in new West, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. So they are making a huge name for themselves. Um, Il Sauvage, uh, roughly translated is, uh, translates to wild island, Kind of like our, the one that we uh, live on right now. It's a pretty wild island. Um, and they specialize in wild and sour beers, which is awesome because I am a huge fan of sour beers. I know it's not everybody's cup of tea, but um, I, for one, really enjoy the, the complexity and the, um, the, the taste of sour beers. And this brewery does it so well. And they use a lot of uh, kvayak and uh, different... Um, uh, strains of that of that yeast uh, to to uh, bring out the sour base of their Belgian style wild ales and sour beers. So let's get into right. it. This uh, they actually have a really cool. I think I touched a little bit on their uh, on their backstory, which is so I'll just go over it really quick. Um, it's a group of three friends who um, deci- who decided. Uh, sorry, a group of three college roommates who was started by brewing at home and then uh, finally were able to um, open their own brewery. And that's kind of how this, um, this brewery was started in downtown Victoria. Uh, Amazing. I know. So kind of living the dream. And uh, one of them, one of the, uh, one of the three actually owned a brewery in South Korea of all places, which I found very interesting. Um, And I am, I'm very, it it just kind of spiked my interest of what kind of, what the uh, the palate of uh, beer uh, uh, would be like in South Korea compared to ours. Like you look at, you think about right. like the West Coast, and you have like your it's kind of gone from like really hoppy IPAs to kind of more your hazy IPAs and other kind of varietals of of um, uh, kind of your West Coast style of beer. And so it'd be just interesting to to know what the what the people of South Korea are looking for in a beer. So maybe maybe one day. Maybe one day. Um, they opened their doors in November of 2018, and they have been making delicious beers ever since. So on Sunday, uh, my wife and I went to a local market at uh, one of our, one of the local malls in Victoria, and uh, we just so happened to see uh, Il Sauvage had a tent, which was great Perfect. because they recently uh, announced the release of their very first new non-alc beverage. Oh, perfect. Oh, sorry. One second. For my sister, that means non-alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, and it's called the Yuzu NPA. Yuzu. 
Yeah, exactly. So it's they're calling it a hop tea, in which they use organic uh, green tea uh, in the in the uh, in the beer and uh, yuzu juice and citra hops, and it is a Perfect. lovely, lovely fl- uh, mixture of a tea. I'm uh, uh, sorry, of green tea and uh, and tropical and uh, light. Um, kind of flavor pro- profile. It is oh, it's very refreshing. Great. So it's like a it's like a it's like a hop water, but it's like brewed, so it has that bit more like strength exactly, to it, kind yeah. of. It's uh, yeah, and it's carbonated. It right? is yeah. Oh yeah, and uh, it's yeah, Perfect. it's uh, fermented and uh, and just delicious. Zero uh, percent alcohol, which is really cool, and uh, it was absolutely delicious. They were providing free samples, and uh, I could not contain myself, so we bought a a four pack and lovely that they allowed you to do kind of mixed four packs so we brought bought a few different uh ones that we hadn't tried yet before from il savage so it was lovely to run into them and this gave me the idea of or gave me the uh idea in my head to uh look to see if i had talked about this uh brewery yet and i'm so thankful that uh i it wasn't i haven't yeah (laughs) they also just uh, released yesterday their new uh uh, beer menu so they actually have split their menu into non-sours and sours and so there are um so so some highlights from the menu that i've tried uh i've talked about the lunar lager which is one of their non-sours uh i've touched a little bit on their uh, uh on their coffee oatmeal stout and uh it right. is absolutely delicious. It is one of the best coffee stouts I think I've ever had. And the really cool thing is they use the coffee beans from uh, a neighboring coffee roastery uh, that's literally in the same building or the same plaza that they're in. So that's super, super cool to see the two companies um, working together to create something absolutely delicious. Um, another one that I've really enjoyed is their Papillon Saison, which is uh, lavender and butterfly pea flowers. And so you get a really interesting color right. and a beautiful yeah, yeah. Uh, lavender. Nice and it's kind of relaxing to drink. And I think that's probably the whole vibe of lavender and uh, just yeah. making you feel very nice. The- yeah, yeah, lavender is super calming. Butterfly pea powder, powder is really cool. Butterfly pea flower powder is really cool because it actually changes color based on the acidity of the drink so that it's cool. in. So, yeah, so um, for those of you who are familiar with Empress Gin, mm-hmm. um, that's what colors it. Uh, it's also used in many cocktails where it's purple and then you add a citrus to it and it turns more of like yeah. a yellow. It's really, really cool product. Um, doesn't really add any flavor. It just gives us really cool like ambiance to oh, it. Oh, so good. Yeah. It's, and it's really, yeah. I didn't know it changes color based on the acidity level. That's really interesting. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, uh, other ones. That, so the other one that we've gotten, which is one of our favorites, is their raspberry sour, which is made with uh, BC raspberries. And what I love most about it is it's it doesn't have that kind of fake raspberry flavor. Like you know, you, you take right. something that's overly sweet, and you can just tell it's not quite like real. It's it tastes artificial. This one is the complete yeah. opposite. It tastes so. Uh, true to the flavor profile of raspberries and it's really cool that they use local bc raspberries to make this and it is absolutely delicious Um, amazing and the other one that uses uh, fruit from bc is their apricot sour 
and uh, their apricot sour is exactly what you would expect it to be. It is um, beautiful uh, stone fruit notes. Uh, little, I don't think it's a quite as sour as like the raspberry one, so it's it's not trying to smack you in the face with sourness, uh, but it's really trying to yeah. lay into those stone fruit flavors, and they do an incredible job with it. Yeah. The other one that we the the other two that we got uh, were the Sitka Sour, which is a Sitka Spruce Tips, which you were talking about. So there you go, some more Spruce Tip beers for you. Yeah. And uh, the last one was their Pineapple Ginger Sea Salt, sea salt Ghosts or Ananas Ghosts. Um, so those are the the ones that we've tried. Oh, the last one that we tried actually is Tropic. Uh, sour which is your their pink guava and vanilla which is also delightful mm-hmm. it's very it's a very different um compared to the other ones uh compared to any beer that i've really tried with a uh, combination of pink guava and vanilla uh but it is it is something it's a very very interesting beer that's uh definitely worth a try amazing mm-hmm. they now uh provide food at the brewery and uh and all of the ingredients uh, that they use to to make the food are from local farmers and producers, which is always a great thing to see. So they have a sourdough grilled cheese, a tuna poke bowl, different kinds of bowls, and uh, uh, hot dogs and and uh, little dumplings from um, our little dumpling from uh, Victoria, which is always great. And they also have a jar of s'mores. So if you have a little bit of a sweet tooth with your beer, you have a little something for everyone, which is fantastic um sorry no that's perfect the uh the brewery itself is pretty cool it's kind of tucked away uh in what i would almost call the brewery district of uh of victoria and there's along the same road or in the same kind of block uh city block you have uh moon underwater you have uh driftwood or sorry you have hoin you used to have driftwood and driftwood moved so and then uh, mm. and then Il Sauvage at the end of the street as well. So definitely a good place if you want to have a quick walk in between some breweries. The spot is perfect for you. Um, and you go in and it's you have all the uh, it's kind of your classic kind of uh, um, West Coast brewery style. So you have the vats and you can see all the brewing stuff in the di- in the on one side of the brewery. You have this lovely open space. They have a little uh, loft area where lots of seating and stuff like that. And it's a very intimate setting. It's quite small. And then they've also built a little bit of a patio as well, which is really nice. And so that yeah, sounds awesome. The whole the whole vibe is really cool. Everybody we've talked to there is really passionate about beer and um always willing to give you the time of day to explain how this different beers are made and what's kind of unique about it which every beer that they make is unique in its own way so it's a it's a really cool experience that's awesome if you find yourself in victoria and are looking to get a uh get your sour on the uh, il sauvage brewery is located at 2960 bridge street in victoria awesome all right, Jeff, what have you been drinking this week? I imagine quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's one I want to talk about in particular, though, uh, and it was from Black Kettle, which is a small brewery in North Vancouver. Uh, not, And it's it's actually quite far away from the rest of the breweries in North Van, which are on the east side of North Van, um, between Lonsdale and... Uh, what is that? Westland, I guess. Basically, basically on like the, just on the east side of um, South Lonsdale. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one is over. This is further west than that, and kind of like right in 
near where Capilano Mall is, kind of, sort of. Right. Um, and it's along the Spirit Trail, which runs all along from the the water in North Van across. And it is called Black Kettle. And they have a beer that really stood out to me called the Mango Tango Sour. And it was so very mango-y and really refreshing on a hot day. I had it at the beer festival that we previously talked about. And I immediately saw it and I was like, I've, I've been, I had been to Black Kettle once and it was a really great experience. I really enjoyed all the beers Mm -hmm. there. Um, And when I got the opportunity to try this beer as well, I was really excited to because I, I trusted them. I trusted that they do all their beers quite nicely. So excellent. I wasn't disappointed. Very mango forward, lightly soured, um, like sour enough to combat the sweetness of the mm-hmm. mango, but not so sour that it would uh, smack you in the face. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dan, laugh at my joke. Ha 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 Um <laughs> And uh, yeah, no, so it was it was lightly soured, it was delicious, it was super, super refreshing. Um, it was probably the beer that I drank the fastest at the beer Ooh. festival. Um, which was a, a a very high bar, I think, in terms of all the things that I got to try there. So yeah, really refreshing. Uh, highly recommend it. Uh, I actually all of Black Kettle I recommend from the experiences that I've had mm-hmm. with them. Um, I like that they're kind of tucked away and secluded. And uh, I actually, to be honest, forget about them a lot because they're not in the clusters of the other breweries. And so that uh, as a bit of a theme for me today is. Uh, very exciting because they're holding their own. They're a bit of a destination, but they're also really central to the rest of North Vancouver mm-hmm. and uh, really producing a super high quality, really, really clean finish. Um, it was, you know, just kind of like that transition between orange and yellow in color and like really refreshing. Um, yeah, it was it was absolutely delicious and I highly recommend because the mango tango sour from Black Kettle. Ooh. So, uh, according to the website, it's actually completely out of stock. Oh, wow. And I guess they were just kind of, like, teasing us with the with the beer. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was really, yeah, it was effervescent. It was, it, it, it had a lot of that um, passion fruit and mango and uh, just really playful beer and super, super refreshing. A little bit of a saltiness to it. And, uh, yeah, highly recommend. Sounds delicious. I I don't know about you. I don't know if it's just like my advanced age, but I'm really enjoying like mango these days. Like I will I will actively yeah. look out mango for flavors for everything. Everything. Yeah. Well, it's nice because it's like sweet, but it has a little bit of a tang to yes. it, and it's not overly sweet. Yeah, I really I enjoy feel like it. It's, I hope mango is actually good for you as well. I'm sure there's some antioxidants in there somewhere. So Dan, also. What have you been tasting? Well, I have something a little bit different, uh, and it was uh, thanks to some friends of ours who came to visit and to meet the baby, and they have a baby of their own. So they brought over some uh, this drink that I've never heard of before, and uh, which is hilarious because I've been to this specific location a number of times and uh, hadn't didn't realize that they made drinks. So. The place, the place is called Babe's Honey Farm and Firmatorium, and they do uh, raw honey, uh, basically 
fermented kind of raw honey kombucha is the way I'm going to describe it. Uh, okay. Uh, so uh, the but the difference being obviously that it uses raw honey <laughs> and not cane sugar and like just the d- different microbes of the culture. And um, it's the specific one that we that they brought over was called currently hip, and it's from their sparkling bee line, which is their kind of cultured honey drink. <clears throat> and it is uh, uh, primarily rose hip, hibiscus, and black currant. And it was absolutely delicious. It was a lot. Um, I, f- I find sometimes uh, kombucha can be quite like sharp and acidic. And this was quite the yes. opposite. It's still like a little bit of, uh, of uh, carbonation, but it, it, um, it tasted kind of like honey is, you know, like very smooth, like easy to, to ingest and, um, but, but still plenty of like flavors of your rose hips and especially hibiscus. The hibiscus really uh, came through in this, in this drink and it was absolutely delicious. Um, and they actually have quite a few different kinds of, uh, of bee drinks or honey drinks. Um, so they have, so the most interesting ones that I've noticed on the tap list on their website is one that's called uh, mermaid tears, which is lemon, Lime, rose, lavender, hops, and blue magic, which is just blue algae. So they actually have a picture of it in their background, and it's this really lovely kind of light blue um, and uh, hazy-looking drink, which sounds awesome. And the other one is their uh, super, which is their ginger, elderberry, elderflower, echinacea, echinacea, lemon, and cayenne. So really cool. They use only uh, raw honey from the from the uh, and uh, local herbs and spices as well from the farm that they are located at, which is so cool. Cool. Yeah. So really interesting. Um, I, they have a list of where they um, where you can find them, and believe it or not, you can get them at Boulder House, which you and uh, your wife uh, did a climb oh. at. <laughs> they have both both Funny. the Langford and the Victoria location. Um, and it looks like it's really only on the island, which is kind of a, uh, um, that doesn't usually happen. It's usually stuff for, uh, that you're saying that's only on the mainland. So, ha, you'll just yeah, have to yeah. come over and try it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. That sounds I'm delightful. I'm very excited yeah. to try Perfect. the other ones now as well. So, and actually, which one did you try? The, uh, currently hip. Okay. Perfect. And what's in that one? That is, uh, Rose... Hibis- rose hip hibiscus and black currant amazing sounds it, delicious it was awesome it was really really refreshing so good great all right jeff i have uh, waited with bated breath on what you're wanting to talk about this week yeah um so i am going to talk about a brewery that i think is a bit of an unsung hero in the lower mainland and it's called mariner <gasps> brewing <laughs> yeah, you used to work pretty close I did, to it, right? yeah, very close. It was our yeah. like local that we used to go to um when we wanted to go out for uh beer, yeah, after work. Yeah, that's awesome. So they were actually Coquitlam's first brewery. Oh, so cool. Uh and they uh started on August 30th in 2017 because the Coquitlam finally relaxed the liquor laws and they were able to open. Hmm. And so it was open to two natives uh to Two Coquitlam natives, uh, Byron and Lauren, uh, boyfriend and girlfriend, now married. Um, and Byron comes from a environmental science background at SFU and then worked for a government job and then decided to kick that to the curb and start a brewery. 
And he and Lauren opened this brewery with the name Mariner as a bit of an homage to the one of the main streets in Coquitlam, which was Mariner Way, but also because uh, they're kind of, uh, they call themselves self-proclaimed geeks, uh, <laughs> big fans of Star Trek, a big part of their relationship, and, and kind of the the symbolism of Mariner in terms of like exploring and um, Mariner was apparently the name of a kind of a space exploration mission that happened before the Voyagers. And so it has this kind of space theme, a lot of, um, we think of the word Mariner as being like nautical, Mm -hmm. but it, it means more just like the exploration and kind of ships and stuff. So uh, they have the space theme. They actually have in one of the bathrooms, they have a star chart of the day, like how, how the stars looked from their location on the day that they opened on August 30th, 2017, and which is really cool. Um, and so they're coming up on their six-year anniversary in about a month and a half here, which is exciting mm, for them. Very amazing. When they first opened, not knowing much about brewing, and they hired a the head brewer uh, to open uh, with them. Uh, head brewer's name was Kevin Wilson, great name, with the experience of working from uh, Russell Brewing, and Dead Frog before. And as I've mentioned with this brewery before, with in in a what I've been tasting uh, segment, um, the I think I mentioned the low gravity mango. And yes. they 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 have a lot of kind of space theme and they're having um like the beer's names are like Orion, Low Gravity, uh Drops of Jupiter, All Aboard, Planet Hopper. It's really fun, really great uh names for their beers really exciting flavors uh one thing to mention is after uh, a little bit the they decided that they needed to bring on a uh kind of not head brewer what, what would that be like sue sue brewer sue, sue chef brewer <laughs> um and when they were looking for the this person uh they hired uh jeff bressonet also great name. <laughs> And so the the team of uh, Kevin and Jeff are in charge of all the brewing there, and they have um, uh, they they always have exploratory batches as well. So they'll they'll put on I I think I mentioned before they had like a marshmallow stout. Um, they have they had like a blueberry pie um, lager or something like that at one point. Uh, they had a lot of really fun uh, beers that are kind of like unusual. Uh, I always 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 get a flight from there and get to try a bunch of different exciting things they'll do different versions of the same beers as well so uh, as i mentioned before they have a low gravity which is just a dry hopped blonde ale but then they have a low gravity mango which has the mango infusion um which i'm sure you would absolutely Uh love uh they have venture which is a blueberry sour and they've done a venture with a different uh berry before in their experimental batch um They've got really nice... A lot of their beers are on the lighter side. Uh, They do have IPAs as well. Uh, They have a West Coast IPA and an East Coast IPA, which I find really fun to kind of have side by side as well because they have such different nuances to them, but they're kind of very similar. And they have uh, Purple Haze, which is actually... um, it's It's a mix between their new england ipa and their blueberry sour so it has that like purple color to it and it's got the the bitter and hoppiness from the new england ipa uh and then it has the kind of sweet and sour flavor from the blueberry sour which is really cool um so they're doing a lot of really funky things with their beers as well like mixing them up mixing and matching kind of thing uh speaking of of mixing two beers together (laughs) 
We're so connected. Uh, <laughs> they they serve food there as well. They've got uh, you know kind of snacks, fries, different types of fries, chips. Uh, they serve the um, Jamaican patties that I've previously talked mm-hmm. about. Um, and they have a really delicious pretzel. Uh, and it comes with yellow mustard drizzled on it, and then it has Dijon mustard for dipping, and you can get a beer cheese sauce for dipping as well. And it is absolutely fantastic. They've got nachos, uh, pita and hummus veggie board. They've got uh, some burgers, hot dogs, flatbreads. Uh, all of they have like a Nashville hot flatbread, which I actually haven't had, but looks fantastic. And um, they're also community. Uh, very like involved in the community. So again, this this brewery is actually kind of out of the way. Uh, when they were starting up, the Evergreen Line was still being built or finalized. And when they were loca- finding the location, and they knew that it would help grow the city of Coquitlam, mm-hmm. and so uh, the Evergreen Line being the extension of the SkyTrain that goes out to uh, Coquitlam mm-hmm. from where it stops at Lougheed, and the expansion has been good for them because now they're a short walk from the SkyTrain line. Uh, you can get there pretty easily, or you can just transfer onto a bus and get there within like two stops of the bus from the SkyTrain line. And uh, they're also pretty close to something called the Coquitlam Crunch, which is a two and a half kilometer straight uphill, uh, 244 meter elevation gain over two and a half kilometers. Um, and every Monday night, there's a group called the Coquitlam Crunchers that will go, they'll either walk or run it. You go up and then you go down and then you go meet at Mariner and you get $5 off your first uh, or $5 off your bill. So what that could be food or drink or whatever. Um, they take part in tons of events. They're often at the Port Moody or the Coquitlam Farmers Markets as well. Uh, they've been at a lot of the beer festivals and they'll often be handing out free flights to get you into the in the door. Um, we we got uh, coup- not coupons, uh, like little tickets for free flights last year at the beer festival. And we went in probably 12 months later and we were still able to redeem them or not. Yeah. Maybe almost 12 months later and we're still able to redeem them, which was uh, really kind of them because a lot of places will be like within the month or whatever they want you to do it. Um, and yeah, really, really great space they have as well. They've got uh, several picnic tables outside where um, on the front patio and then they have a big indoor space and then they have kind of like a, a hallway and then they have like a big event space in the back, which oh. sometimes there'll be seating and sometimes you can rent out for for events. And then I believe they actually have a back patio, but I've never actually been back there because I've always managed to land a spot up yeah. front. And um, they do trivia nights and they uh, periodically, you'll have to check the website for the actual days that yeah. they do it, but uh, sometimes they'll do it like every Tuesday for a few months at a time. Um, and they, oh, oh yeah, they also they make uh, beer cocktails. So they have uh, a Beezer, which is a beer Caesar, and a beer Mosa, which is a beer Mimosa. <laughs> and um, it doesn't actually specify, but I, it, it, I feel like you can either put any beer in there or like they'll just put like a lager yeah, or something yeah. in. It doesn't, like I said, it doesn't specify, but that's super fun. Really good rent um, on the event space. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. A, f- a, f- a friend of mine's roommate actually rented it for her no birthday. Way. And awesome. yeah. And so they rented out the event space and you could get a bunch of food and drinks and just have it shut off. So that's really exciting. Um, I also really enjoy their merchandise. I think that they're, um, 
they've got uh, really good branding. It's basically just like a space guy like floating in space and then it says mariner brewing on it um they've got a lot of like goods for dogs like leashes and collars and bandanas and uh the brewery also has uh game board games you can play while you're there so if there's not an event going on you can take out the crib board or like uno or whatever and and play love it uh i'm not sure if they're still doing this but they were doing table service but in a way where uh you would just flip a card up and then they would know that you need service and they would come over and so maybe it's just on busier nights they do this but um sometimes other other times it's the counter service but they'll give you like a little um stand for your for your table and then you can just flip the card up and they know okay you need me and then you put the card down they won't bother you and it's really That's a, a good good system yeah, yeah. yeah um and but i don't know if that was like a covid thing because the last time we were there, it also wasn't very busy and it was counter service, oh. but we only got drinks. So uh, it could be switched back. But either way, yeah, the the servers have always been fantastic. Even when uh, we went in and all we got was two free flights, uh, they were super helpful, really knowledgeable. Uh, we ended up having to like leave cash for them because they're like, oh, you're not paying for anything, so you, you can't tip. And I was like, well, I want to tip anyway because you guys were doing great. Um yeah, I always feel super welcome. Staff is really inviting. You can actually bring dogs on the patio, at least the front patio. Um, Amazing. Yeah, highly recommend it. So that's Mariner Brewing in Coquitlam. Their address is Unit H, uh, 1100 Lansdowne Drive, Amazing. Coquitlam. Yeah, highly recommend this brewery. Yeah. They are uh, doing fantastic things, both uh, drink-wise and food-wise. We had some food there, and I think it was like a special of some sort, and uh, it was, they were... It was like, I think it was waffle style fries, but like nachos. Oh, they were so good. Something. Oh, like, yeah. Love that. It was something like that. It was amazing. So good. Yeah. And they're blue. Yeah. And I don't think they have that big of a kitchen. I think they just have like a couple, mm-hmm. like a little oven and like maybe they obviously have enough that they can do like flatbreads and yeah. stuff. But yeah, I think that um, from what I understand, their kitchen's pretty small. So the, the, what they're able to accomplish with that is Absolutely. really great. And their blueberry sour is a must try. It is so good. Yes. So good. <laughs> so, so good. Well, that about wraps it up for this leg of our journey. Taste BC Radio is recorded, edited, and produced by Jeff Wilson and me, Dan Kavanaugh. You can continue the journey and check out everywhere we talked about today in the show notes and our Taste BC map. Make sure to follow us on Taste BC Radio on Instagram and Facebook, and we'd love to have you join our community on Patreon. Links are in the show notes. growing community on Patreon. That's right. (laughs) Tune in next time to find out what we will be tasting next. And never miss an episode by subscribing on your podcast app. In the meantime, make sure to rate and review the show. This really helps us grow and we really do appreciate the feedback. Until next time, support local and keep keep it it tasty. tasty. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, My apologies. Can we uh, take out... They're using a, uh, a tea company... And that's actually, I don't believe it's actually local. Oops. It just looks okay. Okay. Let's curious. pause for one second. I got to pee. Yeah. And then uh, we'll, start. We'll, we'll go back and we'll start again from the, the going to the market. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. started from the market now we're here <laughs> all right all right um yeah if you want to start from my wife and i went to the market yeah. or whatever yeah it's a good place to start um